For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast, Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. The Raiders' late season swoon continues as they lose in overtime to the LA Chargers 30 to 27. Silver and Black have lost four of five and fall to 500, and their faint playoff hopes all but done. The Raiders had a couple of opportunities to win this one. Once in regulation, when the Raiders had the ball to Chargers 21-yard line with about two minutes to play, and Marcus Mariota substituting for an injured Derek Carr through a pick. Then in overtime, the Raiders took the opening drive and marched all the way down to the Chargers' four-yard line. Now, the Raiders had been killing L.A. on the read option with Mariota. Gruden went away from it and tried Jacobs inside two straight plays, which netted a one-yard loss. On third and goal, Gruden played three tight ends and an empty backfield. Mariota rolled right, and his pass intended for fullback Alec Ingold was knocked down. Even if Ingold caught the pass, he wasn't going to get into the end zone. A touchdown, and the game is over. The pass isn't even in the end zone. I mean, I'm absolutely dumbfounded on the play calls, especially the third down one. The play had no chance of working. Raiders ended up settling for a field goal. And here's Gruden afterwards when asked if he might have gone for the touchdown on fourth and goal from the five. It's fourth and five. You know, we got a little bit closer. Um, You know, we would have thought about it, but it was fourth and five. Um, We had him in second and 10, backed up on our own 25, and we had a penalty. And um, a big penalty, but... If it was a little bit closer, I'd have considered going for it. I know I went for it a few times earlier in the game. But to take the lead uh, with three minutes left, I thought it was the play to make at that time. Now, I agree with the decision to kick the three. But I don't agree with the plays leading up to it. Well, the Chargers were still alive. And it didn't take long for them to capitalize. On the third play of their drive, quarterback Justin Herbert connected with Jalen Guyton on a 53-yard pass play that put the ball at the Raiders' two-yard line. On second and goal, at the one, the Raider D almost came up with a turnover, and Raekwon McMillan knocked the ball out of Herbert's hands on a quarterback sneak, but the Chargers recovered, and then L.A. scored on the very next play. Game over, Raiders' season over. The Raiders were 6-3 and three and had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL down the stretch. Now they've lost four of five, and it really should be five in a row if it wasn't for Greg Williams calling a cover zero blitz and gifting them a win. I mean, this is just another ugly collapse. We've seen it before, and all this is is another disappointing season. 
I mean, think about it. At one point, this team was 6-3. and three. That seems like a lifetime ago. Now doesn't it, Raider Nation? The Raiders are three-point favorites coming into this game, and I can't imagine they'll be favored in their last two games of the season. At home against the Dolphins the day after Christmas, and they finish the season on the road at Denver. Since there'll be no postseason once again for the Silver and Black, I guess it's time to look ahead to the NBA season. I mean, maybe. It tips December 22nd. Or how about college basketball? Or maybe a place of bet on what the new nickname is going to be for the Cleveland Indians in 2022. With some of the potential mascot names being tossed around include the Spiders, Cleveland baseball team, kind of taken after the Washington football team. How about the Guardians? The Wild Things? How about the Blue Sox? Ugh, I don't know. Well, you can check out the rest of the potential names on betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals, the team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, which never, ever closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, let's get to the grades now, and we'll begin with the Raiders' offense. As I mentioned earlier, Marcus Mariota came in for Derek Carr, who suffered a groin injury late in the first quarter. Now, afterwards, head coach John Gruden wouldn't give any details on the severity of it, but it's possible Carr could be done for the season. You know, many people wondered why the Raiders made Mariota the highest-paid backup in the league, signing him to a two-year, $17.5 million deal in the offseason. Well, tonight... He showed why. The former number two overall pick in the 2015 draft completed 17 of 28 passes for 226 yards. He also accounted for a pair of touchdowns, one rushing, one passing. Here's Gruden on Mariota's performance. I mean, it just shows the, the kind of player, kind of football character he has. I mean, our offensive coordinator isn't here either. Uh, you lose Derek, and then we change gears offensively, and and Marcus uh, came in and did a great job and um, really proud of him. I think that just kind of puts an exclamation point on why we signed him and uh, just wish we could have won the game for him. Now, he did have an interception that nearly cost the Raiders the game in regulation. But after throwing the pick, he never gave up on the play and made the tackle, preventing it from being a pick six. It was such a good tackle, some people joked on social media that maybe he should play safety for the Raiders. <laughs> Mariota was also the Raiders' leading rusher with 88 yards on just nine carries. That's almost 10 yards a carry. He had the longest run for the Raiders, a 26-yarder in the fourth quarter. For someone who hadn't started a game since week six of last year, and he'd only been active for the last three games, I don't think you could have asked anything more from him. He gave the Raiders a much different look on offense, running the read option, and the Chargers simply never had an answer for it. I really think the Raiders should have probably used it even more because other than him, the Raiders' run game was AWOL. If you take away Mariota's numbers, the Raiders ran the ball 31 times and gained just 85 yards. Do the math. That's less than three yards a rush. 
And if you take away a 20-yard gain by Jacobs, that's 30 carries for 65. That's just over two yards a carry. By the way, Jacobs finished with 76 yards on 26 carries. I mean, even when the rushing attack struggles, Gruden is hell-bent on forcing it. That's who he is, and he's not changing it. And in the end, I think it cost the Raiders. I mean, they had it first and goal at the four-yard line in overtime. Touchdown wins it. Three questionable play calls later, Raiders settled for a field goal. Last year, this team struggled in the red zone, and it's carried over to this season. Now, they don't have any issues getting there. I mean, coming into the game, they were fourth in the league in red zone trips. But in 2020, they've scored touchdowns on less than 60% of those trips. Not very good. Twice they settled for field goals in the red zone tonight. In terms of individual performances, tight end Darren Waller was brilliant as usual in defeat with nine catches for 150 yards and a touchdown. The Raiders were without Henry Ruggs III, who was placed on the COVID-19 list, and they didn't get much production from their wide receivers. They had just six as a group led by Nelson Aguilar. And it didn't help matters. Hunter Renfro left the game and was being treated for a concussion. Now, coming into the game, the Raiders had turned the ball over in four straight games, and you can now make that five in a row. Mariota threw the interception late in the fourth quarter, so that gives the Raiders 12 giveaways in that span. They had only nine turnovers in the first nine games of the season. That feels like a completely different team now. All told, the Raiders put up 449 yards of total offense. And they weren't very good on third down, converting just 5 of 13. And that's been one of the bright spots, as they were number one in the league coming into the game, converting at 50% clip. However, they did make up for it on fourth downs, converting all four attempts. But going back to third down, part of the problem was their inability to run the ball. In fact, on third and three or less, they were just one for six. And Mariota converted their only third down on a keeper. If there's one takeaway from this game, at least the Raiders know they have a reliable backup QB, which a lot of teams can't say the same. Depending on the severity of Carr's injury, this could be Mariota's team the last two games. Following the game, Marcus had this to say about being back on the field. You know, to be truthful, it's been a long journey. Um, you know, I've been through kind of everything uh, from injuries to surgeries to, um, you know, mental kind of just lapses and, you know, the, the confidence thing. And, um, you know, I just truly appreciate the Raiders and the entire organization for kind of helping me through that. Um, you know, I was trying to kind of find my way again and, um, you know, they gave me an opportunity to kind of take some time, you know, they were patient with me and, um, you know, I just appreciate the fact that they, we're willing to do that. And, um, you know, I just, again, it's kind of part of being an athlete. You're going to go through some ups and downs. And, um, you know, I think the staff did a great job of kind of keeping me level-headed and kind of fighting through it. And, you know, when it comes down to it, it's still ball. And I, uh, I just love being out there again. It was, it was fun to play. Um, you know, unfortunately, we just didn't make enough plays. In the end, the lack of success inside the red zone, the questionable play calling, and the lack of a running game outside Mariota couldn't save the Raiders from themselves. I'll give the offense a B-minus.
Now to the defense. And it was Rod Marinelli's first game as defensive coordinator. And it came on a short week. And the Raiders were shorthanded as well. Silver and black were missing safety Jonathan Abram. Cornerback Damon Arnett. Defensive end Clee Farrell. And linebacker Nicholas Morrow. Now in the first half, the Raiders' run defense was actually quite good. They held the Chargers to 32 yards on just 14 attempts. The tackling was much better, and there weren't the usual big holes for running backs to run through. However, the pass defense was another story. As you could tell, the Raiders were missing Arnett and Morrow as well. Justin Herbert picked the secondary apart, and it didn't matter if the Raiders were playing man-to-man or trying to play a cover two. There were receivers open everywhere. The rookie from Oregon finished the first half 16 out of 20, 194 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, in the second half, the defense did make some plays. In particular, on the opening drive of the second half, Carl Nassib, who had been a healthy scratch the last two weeks, dropped running back Kalen Balazs for a four-yard loss in third and one and forced a punt. Then with the game on the line in the fourth quarter, the Chargers had the ball on the Raiders' 25-yard line facing a third and two. Raiders had no timeouts, and if L.A. gets a first down, they can run the clock all the way down and kick the game-winning field goal. But for some reason, they went play-action pass, and Kendall Vickers sacked Herbert, and kicker Michael Badgley obliged and missed a 51-yard field goal. But in the end, it was the Raiders' inability to come up with a stop in overtime, and that eventually cost them. The Chargers scored on five of nine drives. But keep this in mind. Chargers kicker Michael Badgley missed a pair of field goals. So the defense forced just two punts, which is a smidge better than when they forced the Colts to punt just once. They gave up 96 yards rushing, which is a win considering they had given up over 200 the last two games to the Jets and Colts. Up until the final drive, the Raiders' pass defense was better in the second half as Herbert completed just 6 of 12 for 120 yards. But he had the big 52-yard completion in overtime, which doomed the Raiders. It was a forgettable game for Raiders' second-year corner, Trayvon Mullen, who was flagged four times. And on one play alone, he was called for pass interference and a face mask. Resulted in a 28-yard penalty for the Chargers. He also committed another pass interference penalty in the end zone on a third and nine to keep a Chargers drive alive. And they scored a touchdown on the very next play. Overall, the Raiders' defense gave up 27 first downs, allowed 402 yards of total offense, and allowed the Chargers to convert 7 of 12 on third down. The Raiders entered the game allowing opponents to convert 50% of their third down attempts, one of the worst in the league. Think about that, 50%. I mean, it doesn't seem to matter whether it's a pass on third and long, a run on third and short, or a costly penalty, the Raiders somehow, some way, allow their opponents to extend drives. I mean, it's gotten worse as the season has progressed. And with just two games left, probably won't be corrected anytime soon. The defense has now given up 30 or more points in nine games this season. Overall, I'll give the Raiders' defense a D-plus grade. You know, Raider Nation, I've been following this franchise for a long time, and I have seen this type of collapse one too many times. Go back to 1995. The Raiders were 8-2, first place in the AFC West. 
They lost their final six games and missed the playoffs. 1998, Gruden's first year. Raiders start 7-3. and three. They finish 500 again. 2011, they're 7-4. and four. First place. Finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Missed the playoffs. And then last year, 6-4. and four. Lose 5 out of the last 6. And missed the postseason again. This year, 6-3. and three. Now they're 7-7, seven and seven, having lost 4 of 5. We'll see how it ends. But second half collapses, nothing new with this team. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Dennis Ackerman. Thanks so much for listening. And may all your punts on the confident board. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.